want to, you've mentioned ATP code now a couple of times and uh, I want to segue the, the conversation into how you've managed that transition. Um, first of all, I think it would be great if you could kind of uh, start with an explanation of uh, who is ATP Co. Um, but uh, I also think, you know, if, if I was your investor and you told me that they were your most likely buyer, someone who had never acquired a tech company before, I would have definitely raised an eyebrow. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, I know me and you spoke about this about eight months ago, about how you were able to build that relationship over time. And um, so, I, you know, yeah, like, again, just, you know, start with an explanation maybe of who they are, but it would also be great to understand how you built the relationship and um, how you got them to make their first ever acquisition. Yeah. So, okay, ATPCO is uh, stands for the airline tariff publishing company uh people in revenue management at airlines and some people in you know some people in the gds and and sales channels would know them it's essentially an airline owned utility where um, most airlines of the world file their airfares and their fare related data like fare rules there's many other things that atpco does I didn't know the half of it before, you know, they acquired us and I really started getting involved in ATPCO. But imagine just, you know, this one industry utility that airlines around the world created 53 years ago, essentially, there's a little more to it, um, where, you know, all of the airfare of the world is, is stored and fare rules and then the GDSs and some large sales channels pull this raw data directly from ATPCO and from which they construct fares and itineraries. That, that we all shop for as consumers. So um, to me, uh, several years ago, we started getting questions from everybody. What's your relationship with ATPCO? Are you doing this with ATPCO? Because we were called originally um, by many people, the ATPCO, like we'd explain what we're doing and they'd say, oh, this is like the ATPCO of rich content. And we were both, flattered by that because it meant that they sort of got it like one single place for an airline to store all of their rich content to then disseminate to any and all of their sales channels you know direct and indirect and, and all that and uh, it also scared us because we thought how on earth is this startup going to turn ourselves into an industry-owned utility like it's that leap seemed very very hard and, you know far away and daunting. Also, ATPCO is, it's, it's like, I initially thought it was like the IRS of the industry, um, internal revenue service for those who are not familiar with that term. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit of that, but it's also like the MIT of the airline industry. Like it's people who have been in the industry for years and years and understand just the most complex and unsexy problems. And I had always thought that Root Happy was quite an unsexy business solving a really hard problem. Um, ATPCO, you know, certainly in that category. So uh, we were, we're sort of scared of them, but kind of intrigued by them. So several, several years ago, I, we, I decided it's, we have had enough questions about ATPCO that we have to go investigate. So uh, I asked someone on my team to go look into it and they did a, a kind of a report on ATPCO and it was just so daunting and so complicated that we, we, we kind of said, well, we can't deal with this right now. Like we don't, we don't even know where we'd start. Then 
you know, when, when something is meant to be, it, it, my view is that it, it comes back, like, you know, things come back and you have to deal with them. So maybe a couple of years later, it, it came back again. And then I, I started to take it seriously myself. And I started to reach out to ATPCO uh, saying, I, I really think we should talk. Now, quite a bit of hubris for I'm still just at this point, you know, an entrepreneur trying to do something sort of too big for a startup, um, frankly, in some sense. Um, but, you know, we, we had had enough traction with airlines. Google Expedia were our customers. And I think at that point, United American, ANA, Qantas, you know, just we had had a number of, of big Sabre, uh, a number of big customers at that point. And so I had a one-hour call with a marketing person at ATPCO. And I was trying to explain what we do, or I explained what we do. The call went very well. And, uh, and she said, I want to introduce you to some other people. And I was just, you know, elated because in this industry, as, as you guys know, in this industry, just getting a meeting with one of these companies is, is half the battle. Like, I'd, earlier on in, in Root Happy's history, when I'd say, I got a meeting with American Airlines, isn't that great? And it's only taken me six months and the meeting is happening in two months. Look <laughs> at us. My board would look at me like, you have got to be kidding. That, you know, the ones who didn't know the travel industry, the people on the board who knew the travel industry, you know, rock on, Bob, like, this is incredible. And then the other ones who didn't know the industry were just like, you've got to be kidding. It takes you eight months to get a meeting with one of these companies. Um, so uh, we, we had a series, we, we ended up having follow-up meetings. A, a funny story here is that, um, again, this is a, another one of these little secret things. I, um, I knew that I had to get an in-person meeting with ATPCO because if I did another call that went more into detail on the phone, I just thought I'm going to lose them. Like it's too complicated. We, we have really like earnestly gone in and built stuff that the industry needs, but ATPCO won't understand that just by a phone call. And so I, I need to beg them basically to meet me in person. So funny story is they told me they wanted another phone call and I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I did it. I said, I have to come see you in person. And they said, no, we don't want to do that. We only want to do a phone call. And I said, well, then I'll wait until you're ready to meet me in person. I kind of couldn't believe that I was doing it because, you know, at, as a startup, you, you sort of have to put yourself out there. You know, you, you take meetings whenever you can get them. Yeah. Uh, they finally, I think three months later, they said, okay, we'll meet you in person. And I said, great. And we ended up having just a fantastic three hour meeting. I think we both were surprised by how many connection points there were and sort of laughed a little bit about the, the hubris of, you know, not, not taking the phone, the phone meeting, but you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta do what your gut says, or maybe most of the time, actually. It's, it's just on that, Rob, I mean, it's, you said, uh, you, know, you realized how many things you had in common and, and it was an obvious relationship that needed to happen almost, but you know, you were ATP Co's first acquisition. You're a, still fairly young startup where I'm assuming start a startup culture almost. Yeah. How, how did you go about kind of thinking about integrating the two cultures of the two businesses, given that they arguably are perhaps rather different? 
Yeah. Uh, so, so to David's question earlier, when I brought up that we were talking to Atypico and getting more and more serious with them, you know, Atypico has been on a path to reinvent itself with dynamic pricing and NDC and, you know, um, and, and retailing, which we knew they had, they had started to, to tow dip themselves. You know, David, to your comment, yes, the board said, don't touch this thing with a 10-foot pole. Like, no way that an industry utility owned by airlines has never done an acquisition in 53 years is going to acquire this company, focus on the, you know, the commercial entities. So uh, that was definitely there, and I had to kind of stand up to the board and say, no, I really think there's something here. We're, we're going to keep talking to them, because even if it ends up just being a commercial relationship, this is there's definitely something here. And then, Kevin, to, to yours, um, it was kind of like it was like sort of a magical thing was happening when we started to meet with them. It was, it was almost like a parent child thing where we were doing the same thing that they were doing. It was a different domain. Theirs was pricing, you know, fares and fare related data and, and starting to develop, you know, new modern aspects of those things. And we were doing all of this rich content. If you think about the problem of flight shopping, it's these two things need to go together. So it's pricing and, you know, what an airline offers in their products and services and how, you know, the, the amenities and what you get and don't get and the pictures and all that. And you put them together and you actually have the full story. So completely different companies. You're right. Like we were, you know, 100% um, on Google Apps and, you know, unlimited vacation, you know, and... Just the you know all of the modern things in startups and, and ATP Co is an established large-ish entity um, you know so so very very different but there was this common common purpose that was so strong and we'd we'd say like well we built a tool like the UPA hub that has all these content restrictions because airlines have been telling us they need to have on off switches by channel because that's, you know, it's their content and they want to decide where to distribute it. And Atopico would say, well, that's exactly how it works with, uh, you know, fares. We have the same exact thing. So in completely unbeknownst to both of us, because we both were trying to solve, you know, solving the same, a similar problem, like two sides of the same coin, we we realized that we just had we we understood each other and we were kind of two peas in a pod other than maybe cultural stuff so what what we when we ultimately came together we realized substantively this marriage makes all the sense in the world um we get each other we speak each other's same language even though you know neither of us knew that going into it and kind of almost found it a little hard to believe i remember the first atpico meeting there's, there's a wonderful woman at Atypica who I, who will, if she ever listens to this, will know who I'm talking about. Um, she was looking at me like with the most skeptical eyes I think anybody has ever looked at me at with for three hours. And, you know, after we got through that meeting, I, I saw her, you know, a month later and I said, I said, you know, you were just, I was so scared of you in that meeting. And she said, I just could not. I didn't know what to make of you. Like, I didn't know, could I believe you and trust you because you were saying all the right things and just, you know, kind of, it, it was sort of, I think, a, a, meant, a meant to be thing. But what we realized when we came together is that um, what we, what made sense here, Atypico trying to modernize and, you know, enter the next generation of flight shopping, support the whole industry with all the new stuff that the industry needs. Um, 
and and root happy having solved and on its way to solving a lot of the you know some of the modern differentiation and plate shopping problems and that we could put these two things together and get the best of both worlds so we've got the how do you actually you know create a globally recognized standardized content type for the entire global flight shopping ecosystem. I mean, Root Happy could not do that on its own. Um, we got part of the way, but you know, there's all sorts of things at ATP Go, like working groups and milestones and um, data application, which is the official sanctioned way that you know that GDS is. In input integrate the data and sales channels integrate the data with the root happy modern culture and processes etc and so I you know I, I don't know if everyone would know this but um, I have become EVP of retailing at ATP go to integrate root happy and infuse retailing into the DNA of ATP go root happy's head of uh, uh, chief commercial officer has become ATP goes commercial officer root happy's head of product has become atp goes head of product our head of corporate communications has become um, atp goes head of corporate communication so we've sort of put the best of these worlds together and, and root happy benefits in so many ways by understanding how you know how does the industry really do this at scale um, you know forever kind of thing in a, in a proper way where you you have all the checks and balances and standards and things like that and then atp go benefits from all this new blood that has come in and new ideas and kind of you know some new ways of doing things that they weren't accustomed to so it's pretty it's been fascinating and and good you know we're, we're kind of we're modern at we're building a, a new atp go